You're going to do hip hop, a hippity, hippity, hop hop? No, I don't. No. <laughs> you know the whole rapper's delight? I don't know it. I know they up jumped the boogie part, but I don't, I don't know all of it. <laughs> yeah. You seem like the kind of guy who would know the rapper's delight. I, <laughs> I seem like that. Yeah. Hold on. Let me go put my tracksuit on. You know what? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's the day after Monday. Nice. Ah. <laughs> I have to say it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning. It's uh, 7.07 in the a.m. Uh, on, the, on the West Coast. 10.07 in the a.m. on the East Coast. And we've already been at it for an hour and a half, kids. <laughs> We've already we're we're up we're doing it for you. It's aren't true, we? aren't I, we? I've been up since uh, six a.m. So I've been up like you're kind of tired. Have you really? Actually, I woke up at five forty-five. I had a dream. I actually woke up in a start this morning. Uh huh. Like I I something happened in my dream where I called out and my yelled out in my dream and the yelling out I actually did, did it you physically yell and woke myself up. Uh, uh I actually wrote. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I yelled out because it could be misconstrued, <laughs> but I was somewhere and somebody wanted me to come back and I said, I'm coming and I woke up Right. and, uh, dirty. and it was, no, it was very, very, I, I, it was a bit of a nightmare. In fact, I couldn't go to, I couldn't go back to sleep. So I, uh, stayed up. So right, yeah, well, we've been up for hours. It's, it's, it's midday basically based on the work we've done. It's midday, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's still okay. Uh, I'm on my, my. Second espresso of the morning, second and final espresso of the morning, uh, and it's on taking pictures, and and we're talking about creativity, and photography, and and all that good stuff. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from Fade and Blurred, and with me the uh, the uh, post nightmare, yeah, Bill Wadman. <laughs> I am doing hey, a show uh, with you right now. What? 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 Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Did I just get tagged? What happened? <laughs> Boom. What, are you what happened? Say? Hey, uh, we, we, were, we were guests on, uh, on uh, the Dan Benjamin show the Dan yesterday. Dan Benjamin kind of fun, Hour. Yeah, right? that, was, that fun. was fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. thank you, Dan and Hattie. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, go. Is, is it just 5by5.tv uh, slash well, DBH? It's something like that. I will find the link and put it in the show notes. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to do a little guest spot. So, yeah. uh, hey, if you've got a podcast... And you want some fun guests? <laughs> then you know? uh, uh, call Jeffrey. No, I, I, I like doing. Oh, uh, come on! I, you like doing them? I actually really like doing uh, guest spots. In fact, I've done a few in the past year that I have to. I should let people know about. I always forget. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. Uh, uh, Dan was very kind with his words. So thank you, Dan. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um. Yeah. Hey. Uh. So last week. Yep. Last week, uh, I got a couple emails about some of the things I said, and I want to just kind of clarify what I meant because I probably misspoke. Okay, what'd you um, say? Well, I was saying that that I, I oftentimes will, <laughs> or I, I guess I didn't even say oftentimes. I said I, I typically only take one shot when I'm when I'm shooting, yeah. like one shot of a subject. And w- while that's true a lot of the time, I do spend time working subjects. And I guess what I was trying to get across was I don't just indiscriminately shoot. 
You know, I don't just do the spray and pray. You know, yeah. I, I might take a sequence. I might do some sketch images. Uh, but most of the time, I only take one, maybe two shots. If I'm unsure of exposure, I might bracket. Um, but, you know, some of the shots that I get, like, for example, the shot of the gorilla that I posted on. Yep, I like on, that one. Thank you. That that was seconds. I mean, it, I barely had enough time. I was getting the, the camera out of my bag and this this beautiful lowland gorilla ran from the back of his enclosure and there's a there's a little shelf on the other side of the glass like a little yeah. you know concrete he was like daddy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me i swear uh we were just friends um <laughs> so he ran up and he sat down and just stared at me for a minute and and i i i wanted to get our eye contact, but he kind of glanced away. Uh, but still, I think it was a really great shot. Yeah. But I had just the one frame. And a lot of the things that I find interesting, I try and do it in one frame. I try and treat my camera like a film camera. Um, but there are times also when I'll, when I'll kind of do sketch images and work around a subject and, and, and that kind of thing. And, and all I was trying to get at was was – the idea of being more purposeful and, and shooting with a little more intent. Sure. So, uh, you know, but it's funny because even when we, uh, talk about spray and pray in a derogatory manner, mm-hmm. um, there, there could be other people who say, well, for example, there are sports shooters who, if I remember I was at the U S open one time and I was in the big stadium and up at the top of the big stadium are a bunch of people with really long lenses shooting, you know, guys mm-hmm, from high mm-hmm. up. And the ball would go to the left side of the court and you hear, go to the right side of the court. Sure. Go to the left side of the court. You know, sure. Be, be, and and uh, nothing wrong with that. I, I yeah. still don't think that's spraying and praying. I, I think they are – sports photographers are – if they are good sports photographers, sure. they are masters of anticipating – Action and right, anticipating. Right. So, who is spraying moment. and praying, and what is the difference between spraying and praying and shooting a lot to get better? You know what I'm saying? Um, I I, te- well, I I agree with you that I, I would put down spraying and praying, whatever that is. But I guess I'm I'm playing devil's advocate and saying, what is it exactly that people are doing wrong if they're shooting a lot? Again, I think it comes down to intent and using using the idea of the sports photographer. Uh, let's say you're shooting, you know, football. Uh, to me, spraying and praying would be, you know, filling the buffer over an entire play. Yeah. Whereas uh, somebody like I don't know one one of in fact my sports photographer hero and one of the only ones that I can name by name. Um, it, it was one of the reasons I got into photography was a guy named John Iacono, uh, who shot for sports illustrated and, you know, he was amazing at, at capturing that moment. And yeah. I have to believe that, that it wasn't just, you know, letting 36 exposures burn up. It was, Yes, shooting sequences, but being judicious in where you sh- knowing where to shoot those sequences. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, you know, I tend to, you know, uh, for example, when I'm shooting this stuff 
that I end up sticking on Instagram when I'm waiting for the subway or whatever it is. I'll, I'll take a picture, but if it doesn't come out right, I'll delete it, take it again, get it right. And I take one of them, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people who would take 12 or 15 and, you know, go through and look. Uh, I am doing the selection in my head. They're doing the selection after in their head, already having taken the pictures. I, I would tend to think that one is of higher quality than the other, but I, I maybe that's just uh, a leftover sort of, you know what I mean? Uh, a vestige of, of the past. Yeah, maybe. Maybe um, that, that that I guess is my my worry. You know, I, I think wherever you do your editing, yeah. as long as you are editing, yeah. Uh, and, and in fact, we got a, a late email. Did you see this this email from Richard? Uh, let me see. Uh, Richard Smikla. Smikla. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe we can talk about this next week. Uh, yep. A very famous picture editor. Um, and we can talk about editing next week. So let, let, maybe we can shelve that. But, sure. you know, as long as you are oh, we editing. Talked about it. We talked through this article. We used it. We had a link to it a few a while back. Oh, you know what? Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why it looked familiar. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Wah, wah. Uh, as, as long as you are editing. Yeah. You know, some people edit. Uh, and it, it, you're right. Post. Right. And I don't mean post-processing, but post-shooting. Yeah. Uh, some people edit. In the moment. Right. Some people, you know, set up the shot and let the action happen. Yeah. Yeah. As, as long as there is purpose and intent in your work, I don't much care where you do it. Yeah. It's interesting, though, that you and I in general, I think, and, and we stop ourselves sometimes, but we, we – the reason why people were careful with their images before was that you only had 36 of them or 12 of them or one of them at a time. Right. And, you know, you, you had to think more about it because it costs money per shot. But take that out of the equation with, you know, your modern digital. You're shooting as much as you want. Is there anything inherently less moral about shooting a lot versus not shooting a lot? You know? No. And again, I, the, most I think of the part thing- of the experience is better if you shoot less and think more. But that's but that could be just my bias, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I tend to agree with that. Most yeah. of the things that I'm saying are you are unique to me it's the way i do it i don't i don't yeah i don't have any sway over how you do it or how anybody else does it nor do i really care all i can say is that i enjoy the exercise of of trying to separate that moment from this i enjoy um i think it, it it is hopefully making me a better shooter to be more discriminate and and to think about things and to, and to know when not to shoot it. Yeah. And if I miss it, I miss it, but all of it's a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I missed, I missed a lot of shots in DC. I didn't have the camera out or I was looking at something else or, or, you know, it's always going to happen. Yeah. And, (laughs) and you go back, you know, uh, 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 I had a, the, the, a great talk with, with Rick Preston about going back to places that you visit, you find interesting places and you go back and you see them differently each time you go back. Yep. You, you notice things that are, that are, some things will, some things will never happen again though. I was having a conversation last night at this thing that I judged, um, this, uh, monthly competition for this photo club in New York that I judged last night. And, uh, I was talking to one of the people afterwards and she was telling me that, uh, 
you know, she, she, she had this great picture in the competition of, it was like a ladder, like a big, tall 15 foot ladder that was laying on its side on the street. And she likes to take pictures of things that are just sort of like have been left on the street and it was Mm -hmm. opened up. So like a, a shaped on the ground. Right. And just as she was about to take a picture of it, two guys went over to the, the top end and started lifting it up. And so she got this shot of it sort of halfway up in the air so that the two legs of the ladder ended up going to a point pointing to this billboard of this girl in the background. It, it just worked. Mm. You know? It was like one of those one of the street shots that just happens. <laughs> and she was saying how, you know, this this just kind of happened. She was standing there, she walks around. But that one time she was walking around and she turned around and it was some uh Muslim uh Islamic holiday and 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 these women were all like really done up in uh, – I'm going to get the words wrong. It's a hajib or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Like the face covering the whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of them had one of those foam uh, Statue of Liberty crowns. You know, like the, the things you buy. Oh, like, right, 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 yeah, right, right. Like on top of this like completely covered except for like a small portion of her face uh, religious garb that she had on. And it was just so out of place with everyone else around her, you know, cause right, she had this right, big, right. like two for things. And she's like, I missed it. I didn't have my camera with me, you know, and, but you're never going to see that again. You know, it's just like, uh, that's just one not. of those things, you know, in the same way that that gorilla is never going to run up to you again. Uh, no, but boy, was it amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. Those things are huge. It, it was big. Yeah. Imagine and, if there wasn't that wall. <laughs> the eyes. Oh, it's, um, such soulful eyes. Yeah. I mean, just beautiful, beautiful animals. Speaking of which, did you ever see the videos of the tigers uh, trying to eat children through the glass? Uh, no. There's videos of like little kids sitting like against the glass at like a tiger habitat or whatever it is. And a tiger on the other side like pawing, trying to get at the kid, and, like opening their mouths really wide behind their heads. Stuff nice. Like <laughs> if and, only. Yeah. And the parents are just like. <laughs> look at the lions trying to, the tigers trying to, you know, it's like, dude, that's just scary. Uh, what else we got? Well, we, we need to talk about Instagram. Oh, cause we got follow-up emails. We got follow-up emails yeah. and I posted this video in, in the, the show notes, yeah. which we'll, we'll include. And, uh, you and I have not talked about this video. I wanted to get your thoughts off the cuff okay. on this because I've got some thoughts and I know you've got some thoughts. Okay. Um, so it's some kid who started shooting three years ago and now gets hired to take pictures of champagne bottles in Iceland and whatever. Right? Well, that's a little. I mean, the short version. No, I'm not, I don't mean. I don't mean. I. I just mean it's a thing. Okay, it's a photographer who yeah. got his start on Instagram yeah. and is now traveling all over the world shooting right. for some of the largest brands in the world. Right. Right. But we. Uh, Although we are looking at this, we don't know how much he makes in a year. Maybe he makes $25,000 a year, which is enough for him to travel a few times, you know. Does that matter? No, I'm just saying that we I'm just saying that success, quote unquote, or professional, quote unquote, is a relative thing. Is all I'm saying. Uh so who knows, you know. I think it's great that the kid can do it. You know. Uh I call him a kid cuz he's younger than me. Right. Um, uh so in in a nutshell, he started using his iPhone Yep. Uh, started three years ago and, and his point of view got noticed. Yep. His, his perspective on the world got noticed and uh, brands started coming to him to photograph ads, campaigns, yeah. etc. cetera. When he had 80,000 followers on, on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. And, and what do you, what do you think that means? 
him having 80,000 followers on Instagram or that they came to him when he had 80,000 followers. He has an audience. Yeah, but 80,000, 80, it's not really very much. I don't, I don't think they came to him because he had 80,000 people following him. Uh, of course they did. That's, that's, that's 80,000 is not a lot. It's not a lot of people. Well, 80,000 is a lot of people when it's a, <laughs> when you're talking about lifestyle brands that are, that are, are marketing to the kind of people who follow this guy. Right. I mean, now he has 200,000 followers. So is 200,000 followers enough? You know, you think that if the, you think that if this guy was taking these pictures, sticking them on a blog that was seen by a thousand people, that he would still get hired for his vision. That is not his his Instagram followers that matter. I think that Instagram is a different type of platform, and I think that's one of the points that you're missing. Is that is that it is a platform for exposure. It is a platform that professionals use. It is a platform yeah. that photo editors look to. It's not just food pics, though it may have started out that way. I, I never not, said that it was just food pics. No, no, I'm, I didn't. I'm not saying you said it was food pics. Okay, I'm, but you said something last week that that you know the only people that get hired from Instagram are lifestyle photographers, and I don't I think, think that's true. Well, I think this that guy's a lifestyle photographer. Okay, well, from the people that, that I've your seen. Experience. Okay, from the examples that I've seen of photographers who have gotten hired because of their Instagram feeds. It has it, it, most of the people are the, take the kinds of pictures that this guy seems to be taking. Uh, it, Keatley's gotten hired from okay. Instagram. Yes, uh, but Keatley also is Miller is, Mobley has gotten hired from Instagram. Uh, hired from Instagram, those guys had profiles before they were on Instagram, and now have an audience because they're on Instagram. It's not because of Instagram that they're getting hired. You know? I, I don't. I don't think you can dismiss it that way, though. And I don't think that that just because I don't know. It's it's almost like we get into this thing where where if it's not portraiture, it's not real photography. No, I, I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is, you just said that. I never said that. Um, uh, well, but it's all. It's it's the implication is it's dismissed away. It's like, well, it's good for it's good for this. It's not good for me. It's good for this. It's not good for. I shoot portraits, so I can't, I can't do this. And I don't think that you've given it enough of a chance to know whether or not you can do it, okay. to know whether or not it will help, you know? It but might. interestingly enough, in other times, you've also commented that why do you put up stuff you also put on your blog up on Instagram? So I'm supposed to take stuff especially for Instagram? Only, like only stuff for Instagram? And I'm supposed to shoot it on my iPhone but if I shoot it on my but Canon, why do you have that's to shoot, okay. Wait, why do you have to shoot it on your iPhone? Well, okay. So I can shoot it on my Canon and then transfer it to my iPhone, but I'm only supposed to put it on Instagram because if it isn't exclusive to Instagram, it doesn't count. Like, I my thing is that all of these tools, all of them, Instagram or blogs or podcasts or whatever, are used by innumerable people in innumerable ways. And none of those ways are right or wrong, correct? Correct. Right. Correct. Okay. But so, I, I, and I, to clarify, I would say that that yes, you could shoot things strictly for Instagram because I think each of these platforms have different audiences. Each of these platforms have different- Yes, but I don't have 80,000 or 200,000 followers. I have 400 or 500 or whatever the heck I have. Sure, I but you have to start somewhere. Sure. These guys yeah. didn't start with, you know, Hamza D's didn't start with yeah. 200,000 followers. But interestingly enough, as somebody, we had somebody who wrote in last week, where was it? Uh, Okay, J uh, Jason Randolph wrote in mm -hmm. 
basically saying that 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 we're doing it wrong. His, his thing is Instagram. You're doing it wrong. That's the subject. Right, of his right, email. right. Which I loved. Yeah, and he says uh, that that for him, uh, a lot about Instagram is going there to find inspiration. Absolutely, rather agree, than marketing your own work. Right, hundred sure. percent. Okay, as, um, as as an amateur photographer and somebody who just shoots for fun. That's uh, what I enjoy probably most of all about it is finding people that I find interesting. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but he also says that, you know, that uh, where does it say in here? Hold on a second. Blah, 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 blah. He says something along the lines of if you came on now, you're not likely to end up with hundreds of thousands of followers because like the, 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 the land rush is over. You know? uh, I don't agree with that, but okay. okay. But I mean, that's just one of the things that he says. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know, I can, sure, I can, I can put up all my, I put up a bunch of stuff this week. I'll put up stuff as I go. You've been putting up some really good stuff. Yeah, but I don't want to get hired for taking pictures of subway platforms. What do you care? What I get hired for? If if you love photography, right. then, then so you, somebody offers you to shoot a campaign, you're going to go, no, I'm a portrait photographer. I'm not going to shoot that. I don't want your money. I don't want the challenge of doing something different. I don't want to, it just seems silly. No, but it's, it's, you know, I shoot those things cause they're fun to me, but it's not what excites me, you know? Then why do you uh, shoot them? Because I feel obligated to take pictures and put them on Instagram. That's our conversation okay. from okay. last week. Okay. You know, then, then, because if I don't, according to, uh, you know, uh, apparently this guy in Japan or wherever he is, and, and uh, Keatley's artist rep Marin Levinson, this video we'll talk about in a second, you know, they've heard some of her people have lost jobs because they had less Instagram followers than another guy who was getting the job. It is. It is. That is. Okay. So now, so now we're in a thing where you have to be on there and have to have a, a decent sized following in order to compete. Well, I think, so I think, it's not just fun. It's not just, you know, I think see what the, I'm saying? The, yeah. I think the, the, the example that they gave, yes, was Instagram, but the point that she was trying to make, and we'll, again, we'll get to it in a minute was that these photographers have audiences. Yes. That, that there's but a the, platform. But having an audience is a wholly separate thing from having a point of view or having a good work or any of those things. There's plenty of photographers we know who have 150 followers on Instagram who have great work. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Okay. You can have those things are mutually exclusive. Uh, they can be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, this, this, we might as well dovetail into it. It's sure. It's a conversation between John Keatley and, um, you know what? I, I don't know. Wow. I'll have to ask him. I'm talking to him later today, as a matter of fact. I don't know if Marin is his rep or uh, a rep he is. that he, she is. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um anyway, so so with artist rep Marin Levinson talking about this kind of the state of the industry and how it's changed and right. and you know ten years ago her example was, you know, you had a you had a spot on a page that needed a photograph of X yep. and you had to hire a professional photographer to go photograph X. Yep. And one of the aspects of, of the democratization of photography, both from the gear standpoint and from the, uh, um, hmm, 
accessibility, I guess. Yep. Is that a good word for sure. it? Accessibility standpoint is, is there are lots of, in quotes, professional photographers, mm-hmm. lots more than there used to be. Yep. Uh, and, and being a photographer who knows how to light a scene is no longer enough. Right. So what's enough now is what exactly? Well, I, again, I think that's fluid. I think that's right. changing. But, yeah. but from her point of view, it is, it is all of these things. It is having a unique point of view, yes. But it can also be having a built-in audience of people that are not only going to, to look at your work, right. but beat the drum and share right. your work. So it's, 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 you know, we, we've talked about Seth Godin quite a bit. It's, it's back to the idea of the tribe. You know, if yeah. I've got a half a million people in my Instagram tribe and I put something up, right. a certain percentage of that tribe is going to pass that along to their tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, you know, sort of, uh, uh, there are things that you could do if you really wanted to build Instagram followers, you could take certain kinds of pictures and, and tag them in certain ways and, and build that all up. Right. Um, even if it isn't the kind of things you would normally take, you know, maybe. Um, Yeah. 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 I I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm late to the game on, on the Instagram thing. And I've just really started posting things from, from traveling and street stuff. And, and, you know, you know, there was an interesting, uh, discussion on, um, uh, the Accidental Tech Podcast, the one that Marco and Syracuse do uh-huh, with uh-huh. Casey Liss. Uh, in their after show last week, uh, it was about how Marco feels like he is um, uh, souring on Twitter. And it was sort of a similar conversation that we had last week about you know where social media fits into your professional life and where it fits into your personal life and how you merge those two things in a way – that you were getting the benefit out of the professional stuff without having it affect the personal stuff in some negative way, if, if you feel mm-hmm, like it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's really interesting. I'll put in the link in the show notes if you want to go listen to it. But um, it, they, they came up with like no good answer. And Marco was saying, he's just like, look, I have whatever he has, say 75,000 followers or 100,000 followers on Twitter. He's like, you know, I could stop writing on Twitter because, uh, you know, it upsets me when I get negative comments or whatever it is. He says, but I feel both obligated because those people are following me to put stuff out. And mm-hmm. I feel like uh, th- that, that throwing away an audience like that is, is obviously a, a, probably a bad business move. So he f- also feels obligated to do it. Right. Right. Um, so, in, but in some way, it, all that... <laughs> all that feeling of obligation ends up generating more noise. You mean this discussion of it or him, the stuff that he's going to put up because he doesn't care about is generating more noise. Potentially. Well, I think that maybe you're going to put up things you you, you get into. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I, that I wanted to shut down and stopped faded and blurred was I, I I felt the need to, for my small audience, even put up, you know, three to five posts a week. Right. You know, and I did that for years. Yeah. Were they good? Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it was about, it was about chasing 
you know, chasing the likes and chasing the clicks yeah. and chasing that. And it's, and even, even this, the, the guy, oh, do you, what's his name? So I can pull it up here. So I, I, I can say correctly, the guy in the, uh, the, um, uh, the kid in the CNN thing, what's his name? Do you, did you catch his name? It's not easily on this page. So I can't pull it up. Uh, you know, th- there's also, I mean, this is a three minute thing on CNN. We don't know what his real life is like. Maybe, he's, you know, he's getting interviewed or whatever it is, but maybe there's times that he sits there and goes, God, I don't want to go out shooting today. I'm sure you know? there is, you know, so it, I'm sure there, there, yeah. there, are, there are plenty of times. Uh, Hirokai Fukuda there you is go. his name. Uh, um, you know, and, and, and like, yeah, I mean, the grass is always greener. We're looking at him and going, you know, wow, travels all over the world, travels to Dubai, travels to Iceland, travels to wherever and shoots. And, you know, you, you even said something before we shot. Well, maybe he's only making $20,000 a year. Yeah. I don't think that's probably true, but yeah, I don't know. You know, the, the point is here's a, 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 a kid who I, I have to take at his word on this video is making a living doing something he loves. Yep. Absolutely. And, and is leveraging uh, the tools that are available to him in order to do that. Yes. Um, does that work for everyone? Probably not. Well, I guess that's more of my angle, which is that sometimes you talk about these things as if, well, being on Instagram and having X amount of followers is the only way to do it nowadays. So I everyone has not, to do it that I way. Absolutely do not say that. Or that if you're not doing that, somehow you're you're leaving something on the table. You know, that's probably closer to the truth. Okay. I, I think that if the tools are out there, why not try the tools to see what works for you? Because one thing is for certain, Bill, yeah, is the photography industry has certainly, the creative industry sure. has certainly changed in the last 10, 15 years, but it's also changed since we started doing this show. Oh, absolutely. It has changed. And, and the one thing I know for certain is that if you don't adapt you will be left behind. If you don't change your business practices, your business will cease to practice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have no problem with that, but I also don't necessarily believe that, you know, something that is hot, not Instagram's a bad example of this because it's been big for a few years, but like something that comes, uh, what is the Periscope and the meerkat or is that what it's called? The thing that was like the big streaming yes. thing a couple yeah. weeks ago, streaming, streaming right. video, Meerkat so, and Periscope. So for 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 a few days before Periscope came out, Meerkat was the biggest thing since sliced bread. Like everyone was talking about it, and all the podcasts and all the, you know, the Twitter feeds, and people were Meerkatting this, that, and the other thing, and and Meerkat, 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 and then Periscope comes out, and all of a sudden Periscope gets, you know, uh, takes over the market a week later, you know. Um, that that yeah, these, I, things, I think, these things these things come and go a little re- different, but but I, I, my, my I, I point see is the point is that you're trying to make some new thing comes out, everyone jumps on it. Doesn't mean that it's a going to be there a year from now, or or b is actually going to change the world. You know, ultimately, all of this stuff comes down to making good work, and then okay, sure, that is Instagram or any of these other things are part of sharing good work. And maybe you will get seen by a certain kind of person who starts following you because they like the kind of work that you do. But yes, if, if, if you're on there and a billion people don't follow you, it doesn't mean that you're not doing good work. No, it doesn't or, mean you're not doing and good it work. Doesn't and, that's, mean that you're, and that's that's something that I think you hold on to is, but I'm doing good work, but I'm doing good work. It's and, not about and, me. It's about a lot of people. Right. It, but you know, but if, if you take uh, – It's ultimately – go ahead. I was just going to say, if you take Marin's point – 
doing good work isn't enough. Yes, if you want, okay, doing good work is not enough if what you're trying to be is a commercial photographer making half a million dollars a year. Maybe that's true. You know, right now, I, I don't this even is, know that it's that it's a my point is that for making half a okay. dollars a year. My point is that, for example, I make a living doing my photography. Sure. There's other people out there making a living doing their photography. But ultimately, my goal isn't my my goal is to enjoy what I'm doing while I'm here on this earth, not trying to make everybody else happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My goal is to make me happy. So if, if, if I'm running around chasing whatever the next fix is in social media, because that's where everyone is and that's where everyone has to be. And so everyone's rushing over there. Okay. So let, let me put that, you on the spot. Okay, sure. Are you happy? If, if your career never went any further than where it is right now, if, if, if the level of your, uh, photographic prowess and or legacy sure. never moved beyond where it is right now. Right. Well, that's, are that, you happy? That's a false question because why? Because it's ne- like, okay, if I die today or if I just, cause no one ever stays where they are or what they're doing. I'm a better photographer today than I was a year ago. I'm a better photographer than I was the year before that. The most that anybody can do is the best they can do today and try to do better tomorrow. Right. You know, ultimately mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. Uh, and, 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 okay. So, so, okay, let's keep it for today. Then are you happy with where your career as a New York portrait photographer is at? It can always be better, but I think that I would be happier. I would be happier with my career if I wasn't constantly bombarded by, uh, other things on the internet saying how, you know, there's 12 people in the world who are doing massively better than you. And why aren't you one of them? Which I feel like is a lot of the stuff that you often bring up. It's like, Oh, this guy does this and this guy does that. And it's really successful. Well, that's all true. Um, and good for them. But there are a ton of people at my level. There are a ton of people at levels below me. There's a ton of people at levels above me who we never hear of or talk about and don't mm-hmm. get written up on CNN or have 300,000 Instagram followers who have a career and take pictures and do all this stuff without tr- forcing themselves to be in the rat race, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I feel like th- that is, we're always shining a light on one or two specific stories when there are 8 billion people in the world. So, but we don't have time to do 8 billion stories. I understand that, but the stories we're picking out are very cherry picked is my point in, 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 in any direction, you know, in, in, in whatever we're talking about, um, you know, like the, the, um, the, the interview with, uh, with Marin is a good interview. It's interesting. She had, this is her opinion. I'm sure you could pick out some other rep that thinks something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so and and we're taking well, discussion points and, right. and they and are they, discussion they, points, but they she's all these great discussions and right. I, she I love all, having them. Absolutely. But she also, for example, she has a horse in that fight. She may be saying that the best things people should be doing are the things that my people in my stable happen to be doing. You know, she's not mm-hmm. a completely neutral observer. You know, she herself is a rep. 
trying to sell stuff, you know? So, so there, there's stuff in, in, in all quarters that, 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 that is taken either in or out of context, depending on how you look at it. Um, I think, I think all of this stuff is fascinating to hear. I mean, okay, let me, let me, let me shift gears just a little bit. Last night I went and I, I, uh, I got asked to judge this competition. Okay. So this is, uh, this, this park West photo club. It's been around since 1927. I -hmm. think. Why Um, did they ask you? Uh, how, how did you, how did you get, I know uh, one of the people who is in charge of it. Uh, I knew from PAI, which is this other organization I was involved in and had spoken at. Can, uh, can I tell you, I sure. was really, I was just secretly really hoping that you would have said they saw me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, nice. Cute. Well, okay. But I mean, I'm, that's where I'm getting at and, and I'll get to the judging in a second, but there are most of the people who are part of that club are there's not a lot of young people. It's like old, it's an older crowd, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they still do half the stuff I was judging was prints that I was judging. And then I judged stuff that was projected and I had to give comments on each one and give it a grade. And then the stuff that got A's uh, you had to call down and, you know, sort of do sort of the best shot of the night or ones that get honors or whatever. And how um, many, how many were on this panel? Uh, no, just me, just you, just me. And there were 48 or 58 projected images and 20 something, 29 prints mm-hmm. that I had to judge. Um, but the, my point is that the, the work that was really good there um, was excellent photography. Um, better photography than I see on a lot of guys who are on Instagram who have 300,000 followers, you know. Mm-hmm. It's good photography or good street photography was not invented with the invention of the iPhone, you know? True. Um, And sometimes I see that and I go, okay, well there's good photography all over the place. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And And I, and I hope that, that, that I feel like the, the takeaway is, is you think that I think you're not doing enough and, no, I don't, I I don't care what you do. Oh, personally it's, it's fine, but go ahead. I, I, I just think that we are in such a fantastic spot for the tools yeah. that are available. Absolutely. Why not use them? And that's, that's, that's my whole. That, that part sort of is fine, but, but, but I feel like the tools are not, I feel like sometimes you think the tools are a panacea that the tools will set us free. Uh, I if think only we could help. get more connections between people, artists would flourish in a way that they never have before. Do you, do you really think better work is getting made now than it was getting made 15 years ago in the arts is better music being created because it can be shared to 400 million people in an instant better paintings, better photography better music is being made or better stuff. I don't know. I don't have that data. What yeah. I do know is that I can go on Instagram and spend 20 minutes and that turns into 40 and that yeah. turns into an hour and I'm lost in amazing work from yep. people that I've never heard of, from right. places that I've never heard of. Yep. And 15 years ago, I wouldn't have access to that work. Yeah, sure. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I the thing is that even when – it's it's funny, not to get back to Gilmore Girls, but – Oh, there's there's a character on Gilmore Girls who is this like super music nerd, right? She all she does is like listen to all these different bands. This was like early 2000s, right? So she's like into all these obscure kind of college bands and whatnot, and she has all these CDs. 
And it's funny because even though my father owned record stores and even though I went to music school, I was never a big music nerd in order to listen to music. You know, I appreciate photography, but I don't get a whole lot of joy just staring at photography all day long. You know, I get joy. I get joy out of having a camera in my hands and making pictures. I don't get joy out of looking at pictures all the time, you know, but again, that's, that's a, a personal thing. What? No, it's not personal. I don't, I don't feel like that's true. You don't think that's true. Because you, you keep saying, you keep contradicting yourself. You keep saying, oh, I love having a camera in my hands. But just two weeks ago, I don't like having a camera in my hands. That's why I don't carry I don't a camera li- I don't like carrying a camera. I, my point is that Which the joy- is it? Okay. I get, I enjoy taking pictures when I'm taking pictures for taking pictures sake. I don't like carrying a camera on all the time and having photography be the thing that I do constantly all day long every day. Okay, so then how can you just now say, I love having a camera in my hand? I, what I'm saying is that the, the reason I like photography is because I get joy out of taking pictures. I don't get a whole lot of joy out of staring at 600,000 people's other pictures. Like that, I mean, sometimes they're really great pictures. I'll like them. I'll comment on them. But that's not why I if, – if, if making photographs was not an option, I wouldn't be into photography. See what I'm saying? I'm I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a a a um uh, uh 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not a consumer of photography. I'm a maker of photography, right? Um so it's what Okay. I mean there's people I lo- whose work I really like and that kind of stuff, but but you look at far more photography on the web and on Instagram than I do. Yes. You know, I think I follow, I don't know, 20, 30 people on Instagram and I rarely go over to the thing because it's like, I just don't think of it. Like if I'm going to spend time doing something. That's part of the joy of the platform. That's part of what makes that platform amazing is the discovery aspect. Well, for you, but that's not true of everybody, right? Like, like the guy who wrote in uh, Randolph, right? Jason Randolph, you know, for him, it's about going there. his first name. Randolph. Randolph. That's, That's a great name. Who's the guy Randolph? Uh, some old guy in some movie. Is it on uh, Randolph Duke Mortimer and Randolph? There you go. Duke there you go. Trading places. There you go. Um, but but it, it, where he says, oh well, I love going there because I love. It's all about looking at pictures and getting inspiration and whatever it is. And like, okay, that works for him. That works for you. Me, th- that makes me shrug. You know, not that I. I guess I could get inspiration there. I mean, I get inspiration on whatever I get inspiration on. But, but a I, lot of people would take away yeah. that 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 that's a little mm, that you're only interested in your own photography, which seems a well, little that's, a smart. that's not true. But even if it was true, but could who cares? you see so, that so as the somebody, takeaway? I I guess so. But like I, it's I'm not <laughs> like I don't care what you're doing. I care what I'm doing. Do, do that's, you? Th- that's sometimes the way it comes off. Okay, but I I get I guess they come off that way, but like that it's it's whatever ultimately is 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 how what what I get joy out of doing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know how many books Stephen King reads every day. You know, I, I bet you there's a lot of writers who don't actually read that much. You yeah. know, and is that are they are they wrong? How dare Stephen King not read thirty books a week? You know, <laughs> like that's right. I mean, how is that any different? You know, uh, how much time does, does, uh, 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 Richard Sarah spend walking around sculpture gardens? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Maybe right. he doesn't spend that much time. Does that mean he's smarmy? 
Like, whatever. I don't know. It maybe yeah. Well, okay. Apologies for the smart. That's probably the wrong word. But it just seems. I, I, it seems I understand what. Uh, 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 some of these platforms, the, the 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 crux of them, the core of them, is around the discovery process as much as it is sharing your own work. Yes, and and you have you have just said that you know the discovery ah, process doesn't that. really interest me that much. No, I don't really care what you're doing. I but it's funny, I don't. Well, yeah, but you you're saying that in such a way that I am putting what I'm doing above everyone else, which is not the case. Hmm. You know, you're you're assuming that I'm that that what I'm saying is I don't care about anybody else because the stuff that I do is better than everybody else, and that's I don't think that at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just I just don't feel like looking at everyone else's images all the time. Like that doesn't that doesn't feed me in a way that doing it myself does. So if I'm going to be involved in photography, I want to have a camera in my hand doing it because that's what interests me. You know, um, you know, I've I, like I've got that degree in music, but I don't actually listen to I don't grab the music of the latest bands that come out. You know, I just it's just I've never been into that stuff. Right. And, and you know, my dad owned record stores. I could have anything I wanted back in the day. And I didn't really listen to that much music. My sister really big into listening to music. Not at all into making it. You know, hmm. it's just it's just it's a different thing. Now, for some right. people, there's a mix between those two things, you know, Um but it's it's funny because like I was at that I was at that the the so I was judging these things last night, right? You're Which, love I have a question about this. Okay, go. What's your question? If if you don't like looking at other people's work, why did I judge this thing? Why the hell would you say that? It, is there is there something about the 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 deciding? Is there something about the? No, it's not like I, some power thing. They just they they asked me and they asked nicely and I said yes. You know, I mean, it's not like it's not like I. I God forbid I look at somebody else's work. My eyeballs are going to go out, right, right, but, right, but right. I, I don't get joy out of browsing images. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I get joy out of critiquing images. Like if people want to show me stuff and I'll tell them what I think, you know, like, Oh, I really like the color in this. Hey, have you thought about cropping it a little bit this way? That might be interesting. You know, like that kind of thing. I, I, I enjoy that part as a number of listeners who have sent me random emails every once in a while have, you know, can, right, 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 right. can attest to that part. I'm fine with, um, uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't binge, I don't binge watch Instagram, you know? Mm, okay. Uh, so get, get back. Okay. To, so, tell me so, about the experience of this. So it's weird. So they, 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 for, so let's say, let's say the digital thing, right? They go one by one on a projector. They go, you know, here's image one, two, three, four. Just and are like, you the only one in the room looking no, at no, no, every, everybody else is behind me. I'm doing this live okay. on the, on okay. the spot. Okay. And there's, I don't know, 50 people in the room or whatever. And and uh, th- they go through all the images and they go back to number one and I have to give it an A if it's like exemplary, right? If it's like really great. Uh, and I have to comment. Uh, a B if it's a good image, but just not worthy of an A or a C if it's sort of technically deficient or otherwise just un- uninteresting. And it's like the the span of different quality of images in in this set is amazing. It's like, you know, some of them are very ordinary picture that is like, you know, one of a billion. Mm -hmm. And then some of them are like, wow, that's a really great shot, you know, and different people in, in, in the room. And, and, and my job was to say, Oh, you know, this one's really interesting. Love the color, but uh, you know, I, I, the post-processing is a little heavy or, you know, it doesn't look like the resolution's really up there or the shutter speed was open. So it's a little bit, you know, uh, so technical stuff and then artistic stuff. I love how there's multiple dimensions in here, the juxtaposition of that, um, and it's, and are, are you given 
rules and criteria ahead of there time? Are, so How there are work? rules and criteria in the sense that what I had to work from, they 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 gave me what they use as uh, their criteria, which apparently uh, I'm supposed to keep in mind. Let's see. Image, does the image have originality? Does it have impact? Is it well composed? Is it technically proficient? Uh, is it well seen in its presentation? Uh, uh, if it, if it's cliche or competent or well executed, you know all these kinds of things. Um, and so it's just what's amazing though is when you're looking at a hundred pictures over the course of two hours and commenting on them, um, how how it's 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 just mentally exhausting, you know, trying to sure. like you know it's just like another one, another one, another one, and you're making judgments, and sometimes you're just like, ah, I was a little harsh on that one three ago. Oh, this one is kind of, it's probably good enough to be an A if only for these things, but yeah, sure. I'll give it an A, you know? Um, and you, but I, but I even said before I started and I had done this once a few years ago, I said, you know, like, look, this is one person's opinion. Take it as nothing more than that. I don't know anything more than you do. I'm just giving you what I think, you know? Uh, but, but some of the work in the room was just really, really excellent and I would suspect, you know, maybe some of these people, because I mentioned my podcast, I don't know if anybody listens to my podcast in the group, but I, I gave them my podcast and so maybe they're listening now. And it's like, it's like, I don't know how many of them are on Instagram, for example, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's a generational thing too that is happening um, where, where in the same way that the music of, of kids in their twenties now is different than the, than the music when we were in our twenties or what was that like, uh, Glenn Miller when you were in your twenties? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, and I wonder if a lot of the people who are these superstars on Instagram tend to be much younger people, right? As a general rule. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have those I don't um, have any sort of statistics. You know, it just, it seems like there are a lot, like, uh, my friend Meg was out the other day with some friend of hers and they were putting stuff up on Instagram and her friends got 50,000 Instagram followers. I, you know, I don't, I, and I think she, she's a friend of my friend Meg's. Maybe she's a, a big deal, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just fascinating. It's like, I have no idea who that is. And there they are talking to 50,000 people, you know? Uh, it's a, uh, it's an amazing thing. Technology. I think it's fantastic. I just don't, my, my worry with all of this stuff is that the technology or the sharing or any of that stuff gets conflated is is ends up becoming the judge in itself as a popularity contest and i and i and i well, think part, that, but part of the photography industry now is a popularity yes, contest yeah absolutely and part of know, any creative you could argue right that now. and you could argue that it always has been right this mm-hmm, is just the mm-hmm. media is just changing right this is this is new i remember somebody who was um somebody i used to be friends with was i can't remember who it was assisted some famous photographer who we've probably used as photographer of the week one time. And they were, they, they managed their studio for six months or whatever it is. And they were amazed by the fact that this really famous person was sending out mailers and stuff all the time, like once every couple of weeks, you know, that, that even she had to send out her portfolio all the time. It was some female photographer. Um, and it, it it's true, right? Like we're all in this rat race. We're all somewhere on some continuum, you know. Uh, are 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 we where we want to be? Is wait, what's the kid's name on Instagram? The the one the video is he where he wants to be? Who knows? You know, maybe he's taking this stuff, but he really wants to take, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he wants to take still lifes inside a studio, 
Right. You know? But this is what he has to do. This is what he's doing because this is where he has uh, an audience. And hopefully, I just hope in the end, people are doing work that makes them happy and, and you know, lets them survive, but ultimately makes them happy so that they feel like they spent their time on Earth well. That's it. You know. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. Yeah. The, 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 I'll tell you, the judging is fun sometimes. You know, because it's like, ooh, <laughs> people are listening. And then everyone came up to me afterwards and they were just like, you were really fair. <laughs> and I was like, is that a good thing? Am I supposed to, you know, she's like, yeah, some, sometimes people come in and they give way too many A's and it takes like, and, and no one actually learns anything because the people just say, oh, that one's great. You know, um, yeah, there's some stuff that was really beautiful. One shot, Jeffrey, you love this. It was like shot down from a window Snow on the ground, big giant uh, flakes falling, and a mailman crossing the street. It was so Saul lighter. Very Saul, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, but it was, it was, and it looked like Saul too. Like it just had that feel, you know. And you're just like, ah, New York in the winter time, right? You know? Where's Saul when you need him, poor guy? Uh, hey, you want to talk about this MoMA thing? Or you want to keep it till next week? Uh, I think it's an interesting discussion. We're we're at about we're at you know fifty something minutes right now. Yeah, let's keep it to next week because I, I I do I I've I think it's some, an interesting discussion. Yeah, I've got some ideas on on that. By the way, uh, uh, did you get you see the email we got about the shoes? Uh, about the shoes. Yeah, he sent. Uh, who was the guy? Some guy sent. Uh, here we go. Uh, Todd. Oh oh yeah yeah Saltzman yeah. or something. Um, yes. Okay, so uh, let me ask you a question, Jeffrey. Yes, is six tips. is $600 too much for you for a pair of shoes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Even if it would last you for 20 years. Um, yes. Interesting. Yeah. I, I like, I, I'm looking at, at a couple pairs of boots right now that are in the two to $300 range that I, I have, I've had a couple pairs of shoes that were between two and 300 bucks a pair. Yeah. Um, they were not. I didn't purchase them. They were, they were purchased for me. Um, I don't still have them. And in fact, one pair of them, they were the most God awful, uncomfortable things uh, you could ever imagine. And Wait, they who, were like, which ones were they? I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to say. say no. Okay. But they were not, they, they were not very comfortable at all. Weird. Yeah. I'll just, okay. The ones that were not very comfortable were, were Ferragamo's. Okay, I don't I don't know that brand, but they're I don't keep up on shoes. Salvatore Ferragamo. Okay, uh, but they, they just were not. Do you think they're not comfortable? Period, or not comfortable to your feet? I always wonder that. I've you know what? I'm pretty easy to fit. Yeah, like you wear Converse. I can't wear Converse. They're too narrow. I wear for Converse. Me. I wear Skechers. I wear Keens. I yeah. wear Bournes. Um, I wear yeah. Clarks. My favorite boots right now are my Clarks. Yeah, yeah. See, like I have bought. $350 pair of Mephisto shoes that, that have been pretty good that I've gotten Ooh, what a great resold. Mephisto. Mephisto. Yeah. The Italian shoes. Uh, and they're like good, but not gr- amazing fancy shoes, but they're like really good shoes. Um, and I had those resold and they came out. I mean, they're great and I still have them and still use them. So I'm fine with doing that. It's just, it is tough, man, spending three to $600 on a pair of shoes. Even if you know they're going to be around forever. And he says, you know, people's people spend that on camera rigs and stuff. It's like, yeah, but the camera rigs and stuff theoretically might make you money. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, Only if you use Instagram, though. 
Yeah, exactly. Ah. <laughs> I like it. Like it. Uh, anything else we should talk about before we wrap up the wrap up or wrap up the follow up? That was a big follow up. What do you think of this? Uh, we've been having some great. Dis- I got. I just have to thank you. We've been having some great discussions lately. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're it's uh, uh, they're pulling it apart. Yeah. I I like that. It's like yeah. we're like the pulled pork of podcasts. It's 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 uh it's. It, it's funny because like lately I have, I have a few ideas for some more short films that I want to do this summer. Right. So I've got them up on the chalkboard behind me, like in where they are, you know, okay. as far as. Go well, ahead. okay. Okay. You bring up short films and uh, that was one of the things that I completely forgot. It was one yeah, of the, they want to that, do video on top of the other thing. Uh, yeah. That Marin stills, was yeah. talking about saying that, that if you're not going in, in the professional market, if you're not going towards motion, then you're missing out because a lot of the budgets, they don't want right, you know, they, a budget for stills and a budget for video. Right, right, they want right. to do it all in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um And I mean, you know, there's always, there's also opportunities there to say, let's say I really, I didn't do any video stuff, right? Which mm-hmm, I do, mm-hmm. but let's say I didn't do any video stuff. I mean, you could also just bring in other people to do the video stuff under your umbrella. Sure. You know as I mean? part so, of like, exactly. Right. You know, like thing. I, uh, my, you know, my friends, Ryan and Melanie have a, have a really great production company that they do video stuff. They do all those, uh, like where pro photo goes behind the scenes with, uh, with, uh, Seliger or whatever it is. Oh, you know, okay. Those, there's, they do all those videos. They're the, um, the, the vendor for that. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good stuff, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. We know we're having good conversations. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's all like this it stuff is really difficult because it, def, defining success is really difficult. You know, you disagree? Yes. No, I do. Um, I do. I mean, I do agree. I don't, I don't disagree. You know, uh, I mean, defining success. Yeah. What is success? Yeah. Uh, uh, Gary asked me that the other day, Gary Yost, friend of the show, yeah. uh, who, who is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Uh, and, and I, I said, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. m- maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's the ability to do what you love yeah. and, and know that what you love is serving someone else. Maybe yeah. that's what it is for me right now. I, 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 We'll tell you that um, I had a I had a shoot last week for some magazine, and I had to go out to New Jersey, and I was taking pictures of this general counsel of a big multinational company, and the the woman who was the general counsel, she very successful attorney, she um, uh, clerked Supreme Court, she worked at a big giant firm here in New York. She now works in house at this other corporate. I mean, she's done, you know, con- uh, constitutional law. She's done big law in in a firm setting. Now she's like counsel at this big firm, big company. And I said to her while we were shooting, I said, you know, if you had unlimited, if you were independently wealthy, which one of these three would you do? Because they're very different sort of places in law. I assume that you want to do law. Which one would you do? And she goes, well, you know, you need a lot of money. I said, well, you know, let's say you had a hundred, a hundred million dollars. Like, you know, what, what would you do? And she said, she said, well, I'm kind of doing this so I can make a hundred million dollars. And I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's her goal. That's Wait, her, that's her definition of success being she's, she's a lawyer to make a hundred million dollars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't imagine that there are a lot of attorneys that make a hundred million dollars a year. 
Oh, no, no, not $100 million a year, but like over the course of her life, you know, who knows, you know, she gets stock options and you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. it all adds up. Uh, but, 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 but it just, the point of it, the story is just that like for her success apparently is the money, right? Like that's, that's, that's that's fine. That's right. That's fine. Which was, which is a, which is a, a perfectly reasonable thing, but it's, but it's just, that's a different thing for say me or for somebody else. It might be. It might be this. It might be notoriety for somebody else. It might be you know the feeling they get when they drink coffee in the morning and they get to go you know walk their kid to school because they don't have right. to work or whatever the happiness thing is. Right? Um, we all have a different definition of what that is, uh, and 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 I am as guilty as the next guy for blaming somebody for their definition of happiness or success, but. But but those things, you know, to me, constitutional law sounds amazing. And she said, well, it's great, except you're spending 60 hours a week writing briefs. You know, you're you're writing. You're basically doing homework 60 hours a week. Right, right. You know, which intellectually fascinating, but 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 is exhausting, you know. Um, And and of course, you're also your definition of success changes over time. Would I say that part of my definition of success for me was spending time with my partner? Ten years ago, I probably wouldn't have said that. But mm-hmm. I will say that now. The fact that you know, I, I, I get to go to sleep and wake up next to somebody I love, that's a huge part of my life and why I am happy where I am. Right. You know? so, do, you th- do you think she'll ever find that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, but but it's 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 a larger question that I mean you and I sit here and we talk about art, we talk about photography, we talk about the creative stuff, we talk about jobs, we talk about career, but th- there's the, all of that is 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 just a a a subsection of this larger thing, you know. Um agreed. And 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 I think sometimes our discussions are can be myopic in that in that sense. I don't know. Well, but but, but that's kind of the purview of the show understood but i'm just saying that i think we always need to kind of back up and look at things in in the larger context that's now, what if, if you want to start a new show and yeah, call we're it a new show called call it the happiness quotient the happiness quotient that could be probably a good show we'd have to have a psychologist on there though it, you know what it's we, well yeah why not i know psychologists uh, yeah well, all right uh how are we doing for uh for the assignment last week the assignment last week. That was my idea. That was your idea. How'd people Finally. Think? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> shoes. <clears throat> uh, ah. First, I, I got to point out, uh, John Connors yeah. um, posted uh, a, a, a great uh, a photo essay by Matt Black, who we've featured before. Matt Black. Matt Black. Matt, you need an, an E on the end of your name. I know. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't done that just from the point of view of uh, just you know. marketing. Yeah, marketing. Uh, it's it's a terrific series on on uh, the the California drought, which is funny that it's been in the news for the last news cycle. So the last what two weeks or something. Well, because they uh, they made it compulsory, right? It's well, uh, we've we've been in we've been in 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 the woods in the weeds rather for decades. And right. the fact that, that Brown signed this and the thing that he signed is for re- to cut back residential use, right? Not commercial use, not agricultural use. So well, that's where the money is. Yeah. But that's also what's using the most water, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 80% of our water goes to agriculture. Right. And yeah. Okay. It makes money, but 
when there's no water, there's not going to be any money. Right. So, and these things are, are very short-sighted and they should have been started years ago. But anyway, I digress. Great photo essay, Matt Black, uh, on the group. Uh, thank you, John Connors, for posting that. Uh, shoes, a lot of, lot of uh, different types of shoes. Yeah. I like Danny Alexander's shot of his Wolverine boots. That's really cool. Um, That's right Jason, up your alley. Of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I oh, can't wear a, any of those hard-soled boots and things. Like the ones uh, where you feel like you don't have a lot of support or padding inside. Kills you put feet. an insole in. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, David Gardner. Are, are you uh, gelling? Having, <laughs> have, I, I'm mud gelling. Uh, having some fun with his daughter. Your daughter has got to have so much patience, Gardner. That Come poor on, girl. Now. What's her tell, name, Piper? Piper. Tell, yeah, tell her thank you. Uh, Jerome, good stuff. Um, Cody, your shoes won't fit because he got a nasty sprain. Yeah. But get well soon. Roxanne threw, um, her, threw her shoes in an oven. Yeah. Oh, and, I, and speaking of Gardner, again, I love the ones with the boots on the yellow line. That's a terrific shot, David. Yeah. That's fun. Um, what else? Boots. I'm just going down the list because there are so many good Apparently ones. people oh. like boots. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, good reflection shot with the, with the Converse. Looks like Converse high tops in there. Um, you ever had those high tops? You can't wear those, uh, right? I can't stand anything on my ankles. Like it drives me crazy. You know, like some people just can't wear um, uh, uh, turtlenecks, you know, like they just feel right, constricted. Right. They don't like, like the things on the, yeah. Yeah. I'm that way with my ankles. Like it drives me nuts. Like if I wear boots, I wear keen sort of hiking shoes rather than boots. I just, I okay. don't like stuff on my ankles. But, uh, but yeah, I've never owned high tops. Huh. Uh, I like the boots. Yeah. You seem like you're, uh, yeah, the, the one on the, the boots on the, at the end of the yellow streaks are really great. That's a good one. Yeah. So lots of really. Oh, good Jason stuff. Zolan throwing out the old ones, getting the new ones. How much yep. do they charge for Converse nowadays? Um, I think about sixty bucks. Then they used to be like twenty five. Well, maybe when you know when we were kids or something. Yeah, I, I just. I mean, I how much know. were Vans? I, I remember my mom used to get me Vans because they yeah. were not really expensive. Vans had nothing in them either. I used to uh, wear no, Vision Streetwear shoes sometimes. Yeah, they're just flat rubber. Uh, John Carlos. Uh, Working by the boot. That's a great, great shot on the boots on the bricks. I like the texture in there. Matheson putting up the Wabaki. All right. So uh, what's next? Uh, what's what's the, that guy doing? What's our next assignment? Uh, well, how about Bloom? <laughs> Bloom. Now, Bloom. so that could be, that could be not boom. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that could be, uh, you know, it's spring in a lot of areas. Uh, so that could be flowers. It could be uh bouquet. Okay. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, a blooming onion at uh, Chili's. Yep. Mm, you ever have those? Uh, I'm a big fan of the blooming onion. I'm also a big fan of the Southwestern egg rolls at Chili's. I have not had those, but uh, I do. But there like are no Chili's in New York city anymore. So I only get them when we're on vacation. That's usually Wait, a. They used to have them though, didn't they? There was one Chili's on 42nd Street between 7th and 8th Avenue, and uh, upstairs inside the movie theater back uh, before 2003, wow, maybe. Like downstairs next to the coffee machine. No, it was and... sort of like movie theaters here, a lot of them are on upper floors. So you get in and you go up 15 different escalators to get up to the actual movie theater. Oh, really? Um, 
Yeah, a lot of them are like that. And huh. then, so on your way down, there was like a little food court kind of thing, and one of them had a Chili's in it. But that was the only one in New York City that I knew of. I don't think there's one now. It shut down a while back. I like right. Chili's every once in a while when we're on vacation. Uh, so Bloom. Yep. Bloom, Bloom, Bloom. How, who's who's going to post a shot at just probably Gardner, that cheeky fellow of Orlando? Uh, got it. Got it. Right. Where's that guy been? I don't know. Counting his money that he made from yeah. Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean. My father, I knew a girl named Kelly Hubert in college. Well, I still or high school and I still know her now. And uh, and she used to be really into uh, uh, Guns N' Roses and and. and my father used to make fun of her and say that Axl Rose should take some of his millions and take some dancing lessons, you know, cause he always had that like Bob and weave thing that he did ah, that okay. my father apparently had a real problem with. And she used to get very, very upset, but now well, she's a very successful he, businesswoman. So instead he used it on hair extensions, I guess. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? Everyone disappears when you need him. Uh, Every, okay. On a Bloom. long enough timeline. Bloom. Uh, like it. actually he's doing a new pirates of the Caribbean movie. They're doing pirates. They're 5. doing another one. Yeah. Oh God, just let it die. Yeah. The last few of well, them were terrible. Yeah, they were. Although I got to tell you, as far as sequels go, this week going to see Furious Seven. Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I have to go see it because that's the next review on the Super Fantastic Nerd Hour Conrad's podcast with Ollie. And huh. they, they, seems like they're an odd do choice. That. It's not really a nerd movie. Well, it, it, it was just sort of like a fun thing. And, and Conrad's, um, she's recording the other day and I'm sitting working on something and I hear her go, yeah. So next week we're going to do Fury seven. I turn around like, wait, we're doing Fury seven. And she looks at me, she goes, and I guess we should have Bill Wadman on as our guest. <laughs> and I was like, yes, <laughs> I was right. really excited. Uh, was Kurt Russell. Uh, is he in there? Yeah, he's the bad guy. He's Mr. No, Nobody. Stratham is. I thought. Oh, I thought Stratham no, is in there. Mr. Nobody. Well, we don't know if Kurt's a bad guy. We'll have to wait because apparently he's been approached about doing three flicks. Oh boy, they made a lot of money. Three hundred million dollars this 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 weekend. Yeah. Uh, if you are a fan of Kurt Russell and epic mustaches, go look up. Uh, if, you know what? I got to put this in here. Yeah, Kurt Russell. You're, did you see this, Kurt, on uh, on Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel, so probably not. All right, so th- this is this is uh, this is the most epic mustache ever. Okay. So Where I'll, are you I'll showing me. Huh? Where are you showing me? Here, I'll paste it in. Okay. Then we should probably get to the photographer for the week before we bore. Everybody. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Poor people. There you go. All right. I will check this out. Yeah. Uh, so he's 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 got an epic mustache because he's doing he's doing uh, hateful eight. Oh, he does have a serious mustache. Look at that. Right. Look at he, that guy. You know what? He looks. It's funny. He almost doesn't look like Kurt Russell. He almost looks like uh, uh, Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, a little bit. He's yeah. doing a Jeff Bridges impression. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, good for him. Kurt Bridges. Kurt Bridges. His cousin. All right, photographer, uh, okay, so, of the week. photographer of the week. You found this, right? Yeah, in fact, this okay. woman this is, is in funny. Brooklyn. This is funny to me because, 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 because uh, Andy Adams. Andy Adams. Over uh, Flack Photo. If you don't okay. know Flack Photo, you're missing out because Andy's doing some great stuff over there. Uh, he tweeted, either tweeted or, or maybe it was on Instagram, uh, that this he had just work? gotten uh, a, a copy of her book. Okay, yeah. 
she's a friend of mine on Facebook, and uh, and I was yeah. They, so this is Joni Sternbach is is mm-hmm. our photographer of the week, and uh, she did this series called Surfland, where she's been shooting. Uh, they are tin types, eleven by fourteen tin types of surfers on the beach. Yeah, uh, and. They're varied and they're interesting just because of the way the color shift works. Yeah. Uh, with and the it's a types. massive camera. She's got a Deerdorf 1114. Yeah. And she's even got an 11 by 17 back for or 14 yeah. by 17 back for it. Yeah. Or and she's got to go do the processing on the beach in a tent, right? Like yeah. she's, you know, yeah. she's doing it under the tent. And what I find interesting about these is that because of the process, right? Because of, um, the the the, the, you know, the tin type look and the way that it absorbs colors you know certain things shift white or black differently it's sort of like using uh, filters in front of the camera right um and because of that they kind of feel timeless in a very uh, endless summer kind of way yeah you know now why did okay not all tin type or wet plate or however we're going to describe this well it depends, turns yeah. to this sort of creamy buttery yellow what is yeah. it about her stuff that gets to that yellowy you know what? Buttery good tone? question that i don't have a good answer uh you like it though i love it i think it really works for her stuff especially yeah uh, i love it it's, yeah it, there's a it, it the toning adds first you've got you've got this sort of dreamy lens quality it totally got, feels dreamy yeah, and yeah. and it, it, you you've got this this golden hour. Everything is golden hour. Everything is this this sort of warm. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It work. is cream. It's almost like it's like been poured. Like you're just pouring creaminess over the over the images. Yeah, right. It's it, beautiful work. Yeah. If she, yeah. Joni, if you ever listen to this show, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stunning. I'm gonna send her. Uh, I'm gonna send her a note when I put this out there. But it's she uh, was just in California shooting. Yep. She's in California. She goes to Australia a lot. Um, or, or did for this project. And she even, she shoots in, in, uh, in New York as well. So it's like more people in wetsuits, but, uh, but, uh, but a lot of it's, it's, it's in a, it's a great series. It's something different. What I find interesting about it is that she kind of, she put her mind down to, all right, I'm going to use this process to shoot this subject. Right. And this right. is right. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, she shoots a lot of other stuff. In fact, her Nebraska series is yeah. gorgeous as yep. well. Absolutely. Yeah. And she did a she did a successful Kickstarter to do a book of this, which was, I think she raised like thirty thousand dollars to to do the book. Yeah, so three hundred people. Tin type. Yeah, is that the one. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I'm ordering uh, this. Can you get a signed copy? Could you? Could she? I don't know. Could she I send us? I'm sure, we could. I'll, I'll that pay out. for it. But would yeah. she sign one? I'm sure we could make that happen. Uh, she also has a uh, there is a uh, Tumblr that she yep. has. Where it's interesting, go click on that Tumblr link that I put in there and scroll down a little bit, okay. and oh you'll God, see her, her abandoned series on her main website is gorgeous. Yeah, there's cool stuff in there. But look at uh, look at the pictures of the cowboys, what they looked like in the tintype, and then what they looked like just uh, if she just shot them with her with a regular camera, quote unquote, you know, like with her digital, whatever it is. Just like how different those two things feel. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. It reminds me of uh, of uh, the stuff that Rob Kendrick did, um, uh, portraits, tintype portraits of cowboys. Which uh, is, uh, I, I don't. Oh yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know yep, his work. Yep. Well, there's that. There's that one famous picture of the cowgirl, right? That he did. That that is. Yeah, that's in the National Geographic. It was a National Geographic thing. Uh, yes, I I know those pictures. 
Uh, yeah, it feels that way. But isn't it funny how uninteresting it looks or much less interesting or different? It looks well, it gets when it's us not- back to, yeah, yeah, it gets us back to our Sally Mann discussion of yeah. her doing her landscapes, which the, the, the wet plate process, the wet plate uh, 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 characteristics yep. take on a character of their own. They yeah. become a character of the photo. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's just fascinating to me. Uh, yeah. different, oh, like, and works. then there's a little video on, um, on, on Vimeo showing her shooting on the beach. And it's sort of one of these, uh, wordless kind of thing where you just can watch like her shooting vignette. Yeah. And watching her process and stuff. Uh, and it's, 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 it's really cute. So anyway, Joni Sternbach, uh, we think her work is great and it's something different. And I like the fact that she chose something, um, wait, so you, you, do you know her? Could I don't, I, talk to I her? haven't met her personally, but I will see what I can do. I mean, she's here in New York and we have a lot of friends in common. So, uh, there's that. Satisfied? Wow. Yeah, this is good. Okay. See, she, uh, she says in this video, she's, she had actually begun to, to hate photography and it changed. She found, oh, this is good stuff. Joni must talk to you. Yeah. Hey, not for nothing, but uh, the, the wheels are in motion on some really interesting conversations coming up. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only going to say one word. I'm going to say one word. You ready? What's that? Smithsonian. Yeah, that's right. Right. So, you know, yay. Um, we'll All right. Look forward what do we got? That's uh, it. I think we're good. All right. So if you want to get a hold of us, podcast at ontakingpictures.com or uh, you can email or voice, leave us a voicemail, 347-687-9411 or uh, find us on the Twitters uh, at Bill Wadman, at Jeffrey Sidoris. Uh, hey, you else? are recording, right? Because I forgot to hit the record button. Yes, I'm recording. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oh, my life. <laughs> Where, where's the chilies when you need one? That's right. I meant to hit it. Uh, okay. So, Anything else? Uh, yeah, have, have a great week. Thank you for listening. Chime in on the group. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll get email where we, where we contradict ourselves or misspoke or, or I'm sure whatever but we always do that, that's what we love we love the community yeah you guys are great so uh keep them keep them coming yeah talk to you soon all right have a good week This way, say what you
know what you will say, will you?